Optimize My Life, the ultimate radio show where we unlock the secrets to living our best lives. Now, before we dive into this exciting journey of self-improvement and empowerment, I want to take a moment to thank our incredible sponsor, The Hope Collection, for making this show possible. Their unwavering commitment to spreading hope and positivity in our lives is truly remarkable. We believe in the power of interaction, so we want you to be a part of this incredible journey. Call in, write to us, or connect on social media. We'd love to hear your questions, experiences, and challenges. Together, we'll create a thriving community of like-minded individuals, supporting each other to thrive and shine. Turn it off. Hi, Mary. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing great. Good afternoon to you, too. Um, We had... um, I was just uh, uh, reading what you wrote here about the National Day of Deployed, and I think that's a great subject for us to be talking about um, because a lot of our um, our own people here in the United States are being deployed, and it's uh, every time um, someone gets deployed, it, it causes an impact on families, and uh, because the families have, are, are worried about that person, and they also are... Uh, um, uh, worried about how they're going to handle situations in their family while that person's gone. And um, so I think um, that, that's very important to uh, to all of us uh, Americans who have uh, people deployed overseas and even some places here in the United States because I'm going to talk about a particular one person that's deployed uh, here in the United States, um, that's uh, impacting our family. And so, um, anyway, um, Mary, I, I welcome you on board. And uh, if you got some things you want to you want to talk about right now, go ahead. Well, you know, you brought up a good point, and a big misconception with deployment is just because you're deployed doesn't mean you go overseas. When people go overseas, they take service members from other bases and fill in those spots at other bases. So a lot of times you'll be deployed homebound or even, you know, places like Korea and Germany, but you don't get the hazard pay for being in the war zone, which has an even bigger impact, especially when you're like the National Guard and you go to the border. Absolutely. And um, <clears throat> I think what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to maybe mention uh, what, uh, the, the one person in our family that's impacting us directly. Uh, my wife um, has a, a, a granddaughter who is, um, has, has a new baby boy. Uh, he's, he's four months old now. And um, my wife helps her take care of that, that little one. And uh, but anyway, she's in the uh, in the uh, in the army, and she is uh, she has been deployed to New York City, and because of that, um, my wife is taking care of the, and of course uh, the little the little boy's uh, mother also who lives downstairs is helping out. So, but she has a new baby also. So <laughs> so anyway, my wife has has has. Uh, Primary responsibility for the for the little uh, great grandson right now, the four month old one, and um, so we're um, it's having a direct impact, it's having a direct impact on us because of that. But uh, it's also a, a tremendous pleasure to be, to uh, have the little one around uh, when he uh, when when mom is gone, and um, my wife is such a tremendous has such a tremendous love for family. Um, and she is uh, just so, 
so proud that she can help out and uh, and to uh, to help take care of the, the little baby. Anyway, um, I just thought that would be worth mentioning because it's I'm sure that's there's that example is um uh it's just one of many um in in the United States uh where people are are having impacts where the families are having impacts because of uh, their loved ones being deployed overseas. And it could be mothers, it could be fathers, it could be um, uh, all, all kinds of, uh, of people that are being deployed and and and, and have, having an impact on on their families. You got anything you want to add, Mary? You know, the big thing is, see, I was always on the um, the other side of that. I was the one deploying, but right, you know, right. the the spouses and the kids. They're the ones that have to, especially the spouses, because a lot of people don't understand what they go through when um, yep. the soldiers deploy. Because even being, you know, the families are expected and required to dress a certain way, act a certain way, behave a certain way, especially on base. And what they do affects that soldier. And we're still very old school in the way they look at things like that because they believe if the soldier can't take care of the household, they can't take care of their other troops. And, you know, they're left holding the bag when the soldiers leave. And some people, you know, had been together since high school, so it wasn't something they prepared for. It wasn't something they, you know, necessarily had in mind. And so they're the ones that have to always hold everything together and, you know, stay calm and, you know, keep going, like, every day, no matter what, especially when you don't know if that person's coming back. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it affects all, any all, all different people in the families. It could be uh, grandparents, it could be uh, parents, it could be brothers and sisters, it could be uh, mothers and fathers, you know, uncles and aunts. Any any member of the family that could be impacted from that, from the deployment of someone, and 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 the the impacts are more than just. Uh, impacts about having to help out or, or, or missing that person. But the, the, the psychological impacts are very, very important also because um, in, in many cases, especially if they're being deployed on, in, a, in a war situation, um, they have tremendous concerns. We all have tremendous concerns about um, whether that, that person is going to be hurt or killed or, or whatever. You know, and and uh, so that's um, that's a, another uh, another impact on the families. It's just, uh, and I think uh, in many cases the psychological impact is even more than um, than the physical impacts. So um, that's just my view of it. Well, that and you don't know when they're coming home. Like even when you you um, deploy stateside. There's no guaranteeing your home date is going to be your home date or the date, you yep. know, that you're told that, you know, stuff can happen. So you could be deployed for six months and things happen and you may not be home for a year and there's really yep. nothing that you can do. So you live in a world of unknowns. And then you look at the financial aspect of it, especially in the National Guard, where a lot of these men and women work another job. Yep. My, so, uh, you know, my older son, you, you lose that pay. Yeah. It just, you know, it, it's just like in any, any situation in our lives, we have um, – there's a lot of uncertainties that happen um, that we have no control over. And uh, certainly um, 
family members that are deployed um, in the in the military, um, we have absolutely no control over that, and then and they have no control over it actually. So um, it's it's just something that um, we we have to live with, we have to deal with. And I had uh, my older brother uh, was uh, joined the uh, army, uh, and uh, it was around the time of the uh, Korean War. And he um, uh, he w- wasn't sure what he was what was going to happen to him, where he was going to go, and so forth. And then finally, he got deployed to uh, to Korea, and he was right there um, on the lines. Uh, fighting with the rest of the soldiers. And, and we were all very, very concerned that um, something, something serious would happen to him. And, um, but, um, it, and, um, but we just felt so, so um, um, unable to um, do anything about it because it was, it was <laughs> like you said, you're, when, you're, when you're told where you're going to go, you got to go. You know, and how long you're going to be there is it, it, you, they're going they don't even know when they send you how long you're going to be there, but they tell you, well, it might be two, three months or it might be six months. But uh, in a war situation, there's absolutely no control on how long you're going to be there. So that's well, um, even you know, it doesn't even have to be a war situation. It could be a training situation where you're upgrading your yeah. training. You know, you could, yep. could end up not passing the requirements and have to do it over again. Yep. You have to go through it all over again. Yep. I know my brother, when he, as soon as he finished his um, basic training, they uh, they sent him over to uh, to Korea. And so he had... Um, he didn't have any advance notice on that. They just said, well, you're going to be deployed, and here's where you're going. <laughs> you're leaving tomorrow. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it has, a, it has a, a tremendous impact on the families, and that's why I think uh, it's, it's very important that we talk about that because this, this particular segment of the Hope, Hope Collection is about, is about the families. And um, so this is a this is a very important part of it. But there are support systems out there. You know, there are um, like societies, fraternities type deals on bases for spouses to be able to talk to each other because it's hard when you're with regular people that don't understand what you're going through, trying to explain what you're going through. So there are resources out there and there are support groups out there and there is help. You know, if you have trouble paying your bills, um, there are organizations such as the Red Cross that's out there to help with just that situation. Yep. Now, my my brother was, um, I think he was about 19, 19 when he got, uh, when he got deployed. And um, he got, he had just gotten married before that. Um, and, um, uh, my mom and dad and, and um, her mom and dad and and uh, her of course they they were at the at the all at the wedding because the wedding was held at the uh, the place where he was in basic training uh, because she she really wanted him to get married before before he uh, before he was deployed and um, so they got married and and then uh, but it was very hard on her. Uh, after that, because she was very concerned about him being deployed into a into a war zone, and and so it was, um, and the whole family, of course, was very concerned about that too. So, um, but we all lived through it, and he lived through it. By the way, he did have a, an accident. Uh, he was working on a water tower, and he fell off, and he 
um, he had to go to a hospital in Japan. And um, we were relieved at that uh, because he was uh, out of the war zone during that time that he was in the hospital. Um, so anyway, um, it, 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 I can just understand from those situations in my life um, um, where, where family members have been deployed, um, the impact it had on us. And by the way, at that time, we, we were uh, living all, all living on the farm uh, that my mom and dad bought. Uh, and we were um, uh, taking um, um, taking care of whatever responsibilities my brother had. We were we were all sharing that and and uh, taking care of those responsibilities on the farm. So that's another area that uh, has that has an impact on the families. Is that uh, um, anyone that was in that kind of a situation with a a son or a daughter going uh, that, that was from a farm uh, family, um, it would have a serious impact on them. So, um, Mary, you know, how long were you in the military? I was in for 15 years. Wow. And... Uh, I know you were helping out um, <clears throat> with the um, with the situation in New York City on 9/11, and um, you were helping out during that situation. And that was that was almost like a war zone. As a matter of fact, it probably was considered a war zone, where um, um, we we had been attacked by um, militants. From the, I think from the Middle Eastern region, and um, the, the the area where my uh, my wife's granddaughter is uh, is being deployed in New York City. The reason she was sent over there was because um, there are so many. Um, there's a large population of of Jewish people in New York City, uh-huh. and uh, there's there's also a large population of um, of middle middle eastern people other middle eastern people uh like the palestinians and the uh even the hamas have people in new york city and so they they they're trying to they they called up uh, some of the troops just to um to um protect help protect the uh the jewish families and uh, because there's a lot of concern over there um, and in fact, other 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 cities, large cities in the United States, uh, also have that con- that similar concern. Yeah, I know Minnesota was issued an alert status. Yeah. Because of the situation over in the Middle East. Yeah. It's it's, it's amazing what's going on. Um, um, in in the world today there's so much so much uh, fighting and 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 uh hate and and uh anger in in a lot of different areas that uh, um, people are having to um, to help out in those areas um, i i certainly um Feel a lot of empathy towards uh, towards the uh, Israelis and uh, and also the people that are in Gaza because um, a lot of the Palestinians and so forth in Gaza um, are not part of what's going on. They're they're um, they're just average citizens in that area that are trying to to have a life with their family and doing their daily duties and daily work and so forth. And and yet um, their country is being attacked uh, be, because um, because of Hamas who who attacked uh, the Israelis and killed so many people and hurt so many people. Um, so uh, 
you know, it's been called the axis of evil, and I, I, I believe in that. I believe it is evil that's causing this. Um, and it's, um, it's, it's a long-term buildup of hate over many years. Uh, I, I think this has been going, over, getting, been going on for hundreds of years over in, in that area. We're, we're just been fighting and, and uh, um, hatred towards each other. And, and that's, uh, uh, that's a terrible situation after it builds up and it builds up and it builds up and finally it, it explodes. Um, and it's um, people are, or many people are getting hurt. Many people are getting killed. And, and, it's, and it's all because of, uh, because of hatred towards our, our um, uh, one, one group trying to have power over another group. And um, so I, just because they have different beliefs and because they, they feel that uh, they're being persecuted, um, which may or may not be true, you know, and, and it just, it just uh, flares up into a, into a war situation. And the families um, all have an impact because of that. Whether they're in the whether they're in the war zone or not, they have a, they, they can have a serious impact on uh, because of that. So anyway, um, Mary, you you got anything else to add? You know, with everything going on in the world, we are. And we have just as much unrest going on here as we do over there. We are forgetting who we are and forgetting about our faith. And how we are meant to be and how we treat each other. Yep. Yep. We are losing our tolerance and we're becoming a cancel culture throughout the world. If we don't believe what they believe, then sad part is, is, you know, um, for instance, Vietnam and even part of, you know, Operation Iraqi Freedom and Operation Anti-Terror, whatever the, the the 20-year war in the Middle East was called. It had so many different names. But, um, you know, our military families had to deal with a lot of grief because of that. Absolutely. Being called baby killers to having stuff thrown at you and being harassed when... You know, more Vietnam than, you know, the new war, but because they didn't have an option to enlist. They were drafted, so they didn't, you know, you either had a choice of not going and, you know, either leaving and going to Canada or going to jail. But even, you know, people just don't stop and listen anymore and, you know, respect each other and understand what's going on. Well, even with the stuff in Israel and um, Gaza, don't we forget about the kids and the families that are involved in this? Yep. That's certainly true. Um, From all reports, um, the people that came from Gaza, uh, the Hamas groups, and uh, attack the Israelis. Um, it didn't matter to them whether they were children or whether they were housewives or whether they were um, uh, grandmothers or whatever. It didn't matter to them. Um, they uh, they killed so many people needlessly, and and because uh, just because of hatred, hatred and evil. And those go hand in hand. And I, and I, I believe it. I believe it's, it's like you said. It's, it, it has a lot to do with a change 
in attitudes of people about other people um and and, uh, and not having uh not having real concern about uh, what it would what it, what are what are the consequences for doing the things that they're doing they don't have a whole lot of concern for that it was it's very obvious they just hated so much that they that they just uh decided to go and uh, start killing people and that's wrong. It's totally wrong in what what um, what human beings are supposed to be believing in. Uh, the, the human is uh, the human body is sacred because God has given us this body, and He loves us, and He wants us to love each other, and He doesn't want us to be uh, killing each other. There's a terrible mass murder in uh, in Maine, the state of Maine, uh, last night or 18 people were killed and 13 were injured. And um, the by one up, it's 26 injured and 20 killed. Say that again. Um, the count is up. It was 26 so far that were injured and 20 that were killed. Oh, my gosh. So it's even more now. And they have um, shelter in place because they're still looking for the guy. Yeah. And it was it was not just in one location. This this person moved around in the state and and killed people at I think three or four different locations. So uh, yes, it, it had to be either either the, the the person was I believe either either he was mentally. Uh, imbalanced, or he was um, uh, just had so tremendous hatred uh, in his in his heart that he wanted to uh, he wanted he decided to go out and kill people. Sometimes it seems to me like there's no rhyme or reason why this happens, um, uh, but the person just uh, goes off and starts shooting. Well, you know, you know, there's um, all we can do, uh, we as individuals can do, is to pray, and to uh, pray that God will will take care of take care of these situations, and 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 work on trying that God will change people's attitudes towards each other, and I think that um, Len Kane's uh, act of kindness uh, campaign is certainly a step in the right direction is, is treat people with kindness and, um, and with love and, and, and not with hate and, and anger towards others. Uh, uh, treat people with kindness and, and uh, treat them with, uh, with love. And I know you would agree completely with that, Mary, because you, you have uh, your family, your daughter is uh started up uh, the uh, uh, the kindness clubs in the schools for children. Correct. And, and, I, and I think that's very important also. Um, very important aspect of that is to teach our kids from little on um, with kindness and to treat them um, with love and, 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 uh, and concern for their well, their well-being um, not just uh, not just be focused on our on our own needs, but but be focused on on what uh, uh, what other people what other people's needs are. You know, when we talk about you know kindness and all that, I always think back to you know growing up, and you I think you'd agree with me on this one is thinking back to the old Bambi movie when we were kids and, you know, Thumper being yep. told and reminded if you don't have anything nice, just don't say anything. Yep. No, you don't always yep. have to put your two cents in. You know, in our house, we have the saying of walk away. Just walk away. When we fight in our house amongst ourselves and argue, which happens. No one, everybody argues. But, you know, instead of escalating it, just walking away. 
You know, God tells us he wants us to love. He, in fact, um, I, I was reading, uh, I get a magazine every month from uh, the Knights of Columbus, uh, which is a tremendous organization in the Catholic Church. And, and anyway, uh, uh, they were talking about uh, <clears throat> Jesus's parting words, his parting words to the people, uh, to his followers, were, to love one another as I loved you. And that was, that's, that's uh, scriptural. It's in the Bible. And, and uh, it's, it's one of his last statements. And he, he had, uh, I know he taught that to all of his uh, apostles and his, and his, uh, and his disciples um, at all of the sermons that he talked about. Uh, that was part of it was loving people and helping people and giving to them that know that have needs um, and healing whoever needs to be healed and and um, taking the taking the shirt off your back and giving it to somebody that really needs a shirt and and uh, so those are the kind of things that we need to promote to our children every single day every single day not teaching them about transitioning or not teaching them about sexual things and not teaching them about um, uh, hateful things and, and uh, you know, getting, getting even with somebody for something they've done to us. Forgive them and move on, you know. And, and I think that's the kinds of things that we need to continue to teach our, our children. And I know it will make for a better world if that, if that philosophy grows and grows and grows like what I expect the kindness campaign to do, then it's going to help. It's going to help. Uh, You know, you brought up this whole thing about transitioning. And, you know, I always find it a little funny when we talk about children making their decisions of if they're a boy or a girl or whatever they are. When most four and five-year-olds, their big life decision is to watch Blue's Clues or Bluey. They have no concept of long-term effects or, you know, what's going to happen five years from now. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're thinking about what's going to happen today, right now. (laughs) And that's where their mind is. And they're easily stirred also. They're easily um, uh, changed in their their thoughts. Their thoughts are easy to change, what I meant to say. And and, and it's easy to, um, uh, to teach them something that's maybe wrong, you know, and, and, um, Rather than teaching them the right way and teaching them the right values in their life, um, so I, I I am just strongly opposed to that, and I, I think that's related to what we're talking about here, uh, uh, because it is it is affecting the families. Everything we do to teach our children the right values is helping our families, and and I, I can attest to that because of my family. Um, uh, we've always uh, preached uh, and promoted doing the right things for other people, and uh, and for and to be um, and for the family family unity, and uh, and to be unified with the Lord. Uh, those are all things that we um, we tried to promote in our family, and I I can see from from my elderly children now. That um, they are, uh, they have to, uh, they have preached that themselves to their own children. So it's passing on to the next generation, and the next generation. So um, I'm I'm very happy to to see that, and I I'm not taking credit for it because it's not all about me. It's about the Lord. It's about what we're doing, what the Lord wants us to do, and it's it's Him uh, being in control and and uh, leading us. And so I, I think um, if, if, we, if, we, uh, if we have a, a value in our families about 
um, the spiritual values that are that are important values um, that are based on on what what God wants us to do, and and what the way He wants us to treat others. Um, then I think that's that's going to help every every family, and it's going to help the whole society as as a whole, and it's going to make for a better world. So I I just think that's so very important to do that. One of my sons called me uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, and he wanted to know if I wanted to go with him uh, to march march for um, raising funds for the uh, for the for the Israelis for the Israeli families that are suffering from, from this mass murder. And um, so um, I told him I, I, I certainly would if I, if I wasn't still in a, in, a, um, in a cast on my leg, I would certainly go march with him. But I'll be glad to go there and, and just um, sit there and talk to people that happen to be there, you know. And uh, so that's what we're going to do. Um, both my wife and I are going to go there, and we're going to we're going to talk to other people and make our contributions, whatever we we decide. So anyway, it's because of the way my parents have raised me that I feel that way, the way that I'm expressing on this program, uh, come from traditions that my family. Uh, from my parents and my grandparents have have um, the way they've conditioned us uh, to do the right things and and to be uh, focused on 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 other people's needs and not our own not only our needs but other people's needs as well and um, I think that's um, and that's why I, that's why I can say it works because I I, I have uh, four generations in my family now. That um, that are um, uh, all being raised uh, in with that way, and I see it in the Spanish families also that I work with, um, where they're uh, tremendous family-oriented um, people, tremendous God-oriented people, and they're and they're teaching their children to have the right values and to be part of the community and to be part of other people's lives. And it's so, so very important. And I, I think um, if that if that would uh, really, really expand and if it would really grow out to, to, um, to the whole world, can you imagine that there would be less and less people deployed if that were the case? If, if, we, if we were able to change a large population of the world, and I believe there's about 9 million people, Nine billion people in the world today. Uh, I don't know what the exact number is, but I think it's around nine billion. Um, and uh, that's a large population, and it's going to take it's going to take one person at a time, one family at a time, one community at a time, and 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 to change and to change and to keep changing, and and we can't do it all ourselves. We all we all have to have help. And certainly have the help of the good Lord in that effort. And I believe he wants us to do that. So anyway, you got anything to add to that, Mary? Comments on that? <clears throat> Sorry. I agree with you 100%. And the thing is, is, you know, we need to teach our kids um, I know you don't use social media. We need to get you using social media, but you don't use social media yet. And um, there's been a growing a trend on social media with um, kids doing violence on kids, but which bullying happens, kids get into fights, whatever, but parents and adults are filming it. And plastering all over social media and encouraging it. Yep. Yep. And it's sad because it's not just you know one kid fighting another kid. It is literally three or four kids beating up on another kid. Bullying, bullying other kids. Yeah. 
And uh, a, a lot of that stems from the attitudes of the parents, the parents of those children. What, what have they taught them? What, what values have they taught them? And, and, and um, uh, what impacts does that have on the children? It, has, it can have tremendous impacts on them. So they learn not only from their parents, but they learn from others as well, from other people that they associate with, with, with other children they associate with, you know, and, and other teachers, teachers they associate with. Because some of the teachers today, um, if they were, if they were, uh, if I would have control over those teachers, I'd fire half of them, you know, because of the values that they're trying to teach the children. And, and I, uh, I have um, um, very strong views about that. Uh, no, I completely I agree. I'm sorry, what? I think some. I completely agree. Some of these teachers should not be teachers. They're taking no. their beliefs. They're taking their <coughs> what they want and pushing it into the kids and yep. teaching things that are completely inappropriate. And, you know, right. we talked about right. this on a different show, our school systems, we're no longer taking kids and elevating them. We're dumbing down our school systems to meet the kids. Yep, yep. Yep. It's it's um, recognition is very important. Recognize what they're what they're good at and recognize help them to um, build upon their their successes. Um, those are important also. And and uh, whether whether they're a uh, in the in the bottom half of the class or the top half of the class, recognize what it is that they're doing right and what they're what they're accomplishing, and and help them to build upon those successes that they have. There may be small successes, but build upon them and, and, and uh, help the children. Don't put them down because they do something wrong. You know, just talk to them and say, hey, look, here's what I think you could do better. Uh, and and uh, show them and tell them that uh, you're proud of what they're doing and what they're accomplishing. Um, and and um Help them to understand that because, believe it or not, those things are going to be remembered all of their life. The, the times that they spend in, in grade school and, and high school and college, those things are going to be remembered their whole life. Because I, I still have memories of those, of those things, and I'm not any different than anybody else. Those memories are stored in our brain. And and um, whenever whenever we come across something that reminds us of them, the memories come out. And and I know the things that my parents taught me, and and then and my older brother helped to teach me. Um, and I've learned tremendous things from them, and I uh, and my grandparents as well. And I I just think that um, the way I turned out in life. Is because of the influence of all those people, and not only those people, but uncles and aunts, and and um, and friends and relatives and so forth, the other relatives and and so um, cousins and and so forth that that have uh, they all of those are influences on us, and if we treat all of them the way God wants us to treat them, then they're going to treat us. They're gonna. It's gonna come back to us, and it's gonna and 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 it's gonna help us to be a better person, and then and then to want and have a desire to help other people, and not to be willing to go out and kill people, and not be willing to go out and um, uh, hurt people, and and try to get even with people for something. Um, those those are not uh, those are not good values in a person's mind. <clears throat> And I don't know how we're going to turn that. Oh, the only way we're going to turn or turn it around is if God, if God helps us. If God helps us turn around society, it will turn around. Um, uh, but we can do our parts. We can do our part in it also. Um, 
and promoting that and and, and, and and by our example on how we treat people. I think you would agree with that, right? I completely agree. Yeah. So, my friend, I, uh, you have anything else to uh, talk about, the deployment of people and the impact on families? I know you probably had, when you were deployed, had some impact on your family, right? Um, I really didn't just because um, I was going through a divorce at the time, and um, my grandma just passed away, so me and my mom weren't in a lot in close contact, so it was really just me. So I um, did a lot of volunteering to deploy so that families didn't have to. Yep, yep. But um, Halloween's coming up on Tuesday. If yeah, another. You sh- go ahead. No, you go ahead, Mark. If you see a child with a blue bucket, that means they are autistic and are not verbal. So watch your comments when some kids don't say thank you or trick or treat. Yeah. You know, you know, deployment has a, a, a different impact on, on different people. Uh, that's not all the same impact on, on people. Um, and, and it depends on their life situations at that time when they get deployed. And I, um, I, I think like maybe a single person would have a, a different view about deployment than, than a married person or a person that has a family of, of his or her own. Um, but I, I do believe that we should we should honor them. We should honor them um, uh, through, for for their for their uh, uh, service to our country and the service to every one of all of us uh, because they they have a tremendous. Um, uh, they're they're by the way they're putting their lives on the line just like. Um, you know, if, if if the Israelis finally decide to go into Gaza and start uh, hunting hunting for all the Hamas people and 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 getting taken care of that situation, um, there's going to be um, uh, all of, uh, some of the Israelis are going to get killed while they're doing that, and and uh, so they're they're showing a great deal of of um, Devotion, devotion to their country, and and uh, standing up for what they think is right, uh, and uh, the fact that uh, many of the Israelis were killed um, uh, totally unnecessarily, and and uh, they they uh, they think it's they think they should go in and and, uh, and rid 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 the Middle East of all those uh, those people that are terrorists, and and. Uh, because that, they're doing what they're doing because of, because of hate, not because of love, but because of hate and and uh, and evil evil thoughts that they have in their minds. So uh, I am I. Uh, I can tell you, deploying as someone without a family. I can tell you from experience, deploying as a person without a family is a lot lonelier than one with a family. Because you don't get those letters, you don't get those phone calls compared to the ones with family. You have something yep. more to look forward to when you come home. Yeah. You know, I think there's there's always going to be fighting and and uh, wars. In, in the in the world um, until Jesus comes back, and then He's going to take care of all that. But um, I just feel that we can we can make it better uh, if we just uh, try to treat people the way we want to be treated, and and try to um, um, be kind to people, do little kind things to them, 
and it'll rub off because they if if I do a kind thing to you, then you will probably do a kind thing to somebody else. You'll think about that. And if we do that consistently and all the time, it's gonna it's gonna rub off on people and it's gonna be it's gonna spread. And it's gonna spread in a good way and it's gonna help uh to make this a better world. Is it gonna solve all the problems? No, absolutely not. But I think it will make for a better world. And uh, I think that uh if we all take part in it, it's even gonna be better and work faster. And and um so that's why I, I am totally um totally uh supportive supportive of, of the kindness program and uh, and of, of treating people the way we want to be treated. So I think we're gonna probably close out now, Mary, because we're about at the end out of time here. And I, I thank you for participating and uh I uh <clears throat> Just I hope that everybody that's been listening on uh, on the internet to our program, I hope that you have gotten. Uh, I believe you probably have, and I hope you have gotten something out of this program, because uh, it's all about it's all about helping people and helping them to help other people, because that's what because that's what we do through the Hope Collection. We uh, we help people and help them to help other people. And that's part of the kindness program, uh, uh, the kindness program uh, that uh, Captain Lynn Kane has, has started and Mary's daughter has started <laughs> in the schools. Um, that's what it's all about. And, and, and I believe it's going to have the most impact at the lower level, like in, in Mary's, daughter's, Mary's daughter's age. It's going to have a major impact on them, everyone that's involved in that program. And any of the schools that it starts up in, it's going to have an impact on those students. So I think we, we need to promote that as much as we possibly can. Um, and thank you, Mary, for, uh, for your help on that. And thank you for helping with the show today. I, I appreciate you so much, all the things that you do for, for us all the time. And I want to just say God bless you, Mary, and God bless your family. And God bless America, and God bless all the people in the world that are suffering. Good, Mary. Bye. Yeah. Bless everybody. <laughs>